Hey folks, it's your handler Chris here at the top of the episode, saying hello. Uh, I wanted to announce the winner of our first contest here before we hop into the home scenes, and that is Frontier Wanderer over on Instagram. Uh, so we will be reaching out to you probably tomorrow, I'm hoping, uh, and then next week kind of getting your email, your your information We'll pass along to Delta Green, and then, yeah, we'll do all that stuff on the back end. But congratulations, Frontier Wanderer. Uh, I know him from a, a Discord, and he's an awesome dude. Um, and, yeah, uh, I'm glad that you won. So if you are liking what you're hearing, let your friends know. Pass along the the show to them. Help grow this audience, and we'll be doing another giveaway hopefully here soon if we can get, uh, get our numbers keep growing as they are. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. So have fun and enjoy the home scenes. We are here with our first home scene. We're going to focus on Jim Duffy today. Jake, how you doing? I'm solid, bud. How are you? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> As I hit that. So now we know what that's going to sound like when we hit the thing. Right, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so when we last left Jim, he was kind of in a rough spot, I would say. Um, you just had to sacrifice some random drunk guy to stop a evil dark man entity from infesting the house and i think when uh, well you had, you had a break yeah you had a breaking point yeah so let's just let's just cut to the chase here let's not flower this up any more than we are or i am not you but uh so i think that's the first thing i want to kind of address here before we get into your home scene is we need to pick a a disorder mm-hmm. for jim duffy um, now, in the book, it talks about there's suggested ones for unnatural, which include amnesia, depersonalization disorder, depression, disassociative identity disorder, uh, fugues, megalomania, paranoia, sleep disorder. Um, obviously, you've already have sleep disorder from a previous thing mm-hmm. that you chose, like character creation. Mm-hmm. So what those, – again, these are just sample ones. So what do you think – you, I think you and I kind of talked about it. I don't know if that's what you ultimately came to the decision on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think would happen with Jim Duffy here based off of everything that he's been through on this mission? Well, the biggest limiter on this one was my own intelligence. Um, I don't know what happens to people when they have disassociative disorders or when they slip into fugue states and instead of going on YouTube and looking at people do that for hours. That sounds depressing. It yeah. sounds super depressing. So I just went with something simpler. Okay. Um, thematically, I feel like it fits very well, and I think it fits very well with his existing sleep disorder. And I think now Duffy is afraid of the dark. I love it. I think that is uh, – it makes sense coming out of this where you saw an entity made entirely of shadows mm-hmm. to uh, have that fear of him. Yeah. Uh, and I think we kind of, I kind of envisioned it in the sense of maybe it doesn't kick in right away. Right. Jim gets back to normal life. Mm-hmm. Jim is doing, you know, and I think that maybe the, if you're okay with this, I think it manifests 
one night. Jim wakes up in the middle of the night. He needs to get something to maybe get some water, maybe get something to eat. I don't you know. Maybe I don't know if he's a late night snacker or whatnot. You know, or one of our friends is a got that weak bladder. Good. One of our friends likes to eat cheese in the middle of the night, so you know, it could be one of those things. Sure. Uh, so I think we see Jim get up, whether he's going to the bathroom or he's going to his kitchen. Which you you think Jim would have a renovated kitchen, or you think he'd leave it the way it was? Like I don't think we ever discussed how old Jim's house was. Well, he lives in um, a, like a coastal town in Oregon. Yeah. So it's probably in that like middle space of like could be remodeled, but it's nice enough where it is and it's just expensive. So like we can just leave it. Yeah. So probably, you know, from the early 2000s. Okay. Well, yeah. I like it. Uh, and so I kind of just imagine this scene where Jim is maybe opening up the fridge, grabbing something to eat out of there. And he closes the fridge, and he's just kind of standing there, and he's maybe looking down a hallway that leads towards his bedrooms or some part of the house. And for a split second, he sees those glowing golden eyes staring at him from the darkness. Mm. And he can vaguely make out the shape of someone standing there, and then it's just gone in an instant. And I think that's enough to kind of trigger whatever Jim had Mm -hmm. that starts causing this, this fear. And I think maybe we can watch it kind of grow over time Mm -hmm. where... You know, he gets a night lighter. Maybe he leaves a gets like a bedside lamp and leads it on. Or That's a, exactly like I was thinking. A mood light or something like that. I was thinking like over time after something like that happening, him just like every night not turning the light off, and then his wife eventually being like, you know, yeah, why? What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, maybe she ends up buying like a sleep mask to not mm-hmm. ruffle feathers or whatnot, right? Because uh, I mean, this is between now and the next. Um, I guess mission is about two years time. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe we watch this kind of happen like over six months, sure. something like that, yeah. where Jim's slowly developing all of this and going mm-hmm. to whatever he's doing. So Jim has a downtime activity. And I was wondering what exactly do you think Jim's downtime activity would be? His home scene, if we would, uh, if we want to put it in the, proper context of said bookage so i don't know how you necessarily want to play this out i have a sort of series of scenes that i was um thinking about his i mean do you want me to kind of just lay it on the line yeah i think uh you're gonna one of i think as long as we can make it work within the context of whatever yeah Whatever you're going for in the sense of your recovery roles or whatever you're going to be doing, totally, let's do it. But I think a a couple of scenes, let's fucking do it, man. His downtime activity is um, getting back to nature. Okay. But he is... So I, with his mental break, Mm. I... And it's a it's a weird time. It's a crazy time in the country. But I want Jim Duffy to be a sort of Alex Jonesian character. Like start slipping into that. Start slipping into it because okay. he is a media specialist. Right. At this point, he can't fucking keep writing books about interrogating people for police departments. Makes sense. It's not really going to work. Can only do so much in that field. You can only do so much, and then once you have one too many mental breaks, then they're like, "Well, we can't really have you around anymore." Right. So I think he now has <clears throat> has like a podcast or a radio show that he streams like 
like three times a week, like eight hours a day. Okay. Um, and I think it's like not political because I just like, I don't want to fucking go down that road. It's just like fucking dumb and weird. So, so like coast to coast almost. I sure. <laughs> yeah. I think he now fully believes that not all of them, but that some birds are drones from the FBI <laughs> that have been created and dispersed by some sort of global entity. Nice. That is yeah. Which and, is a true conspiracy theory if you're if you're not aware of it. And that is his getting back to nature activity is he's investigating these these avian quote avian people watchers. Okay. Yeah. Now, does he believe that it's like an alien race that created them? Does he think it's like the Illuminati or like the World Order? Well, I mean, that's it's always thing. a them, right? Right. Okay. But since he is legitimately in Delta Green and he knows that there is actually a them, yeah, he doesn't fucking know. He's like, I I know that they are out there, but I don't know. He's and he with this show, he knows he can't necessarily point fingers right. because if Delta Green, you know doesn't like it they know who he is so. right he's 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 on their list he's he's, yeah. he's got to be very careful but he he is a truth exposer he's okay. a whistleblower i think we even see i like the idea of this where maybe it starts like working his way into his uh motivational speeches when he's giving these speeches to <laughs> cops like at the end, he's like you guys uh you guys ever notice that birds i don't know man like he just starts to like slowly like slip stuff in mm-hmm. every once in a while like throw people off and mm-hmm. so maybe that's there's not as many calls coming in yeah. over this period, so that's why he starts turning to doing this podcast. Right, to where his agent is like, hey, buddy, like, are you yeah. are you talking about this? <laughs> and and he's maybe is denying it at first. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, he's like, why would I? I don't believe in that stupid ass. Yeah. No, get out of here. And then he really starts laying, laying it on thick, and then the calls just stop coming. He gets dropped by his agent. I think he's like, I need to make money. I know that these people are going to donate to me on Twitch or Parlor or whatever yeah, the fuck whatever he's, he's using. Yeah. What's his wife think about it? I don't think he has. So I think he tells his wife it's an act. Okay. I think he tells his wife like, yeah, I'm doing it because these people just kind of donate to me. So we're going full Alex Jones on this. Right. <laughs> but she is like, I mean, I'm watching you develop a fear of the dark right so i don't think you're yeah okay yeah no i love it what do you have a name for his show or his podcast oh i do (laughs) yeah um (laughs) it's on my phone here oh it's the other side of truth oh man that is great uh, there's a delta great home game i'm running and um the the gist of it is the group is sent to this town to investigate a possible ghoul outbreak and they're under the cover of being like a podcast so they're mm-hmm. called Diamonds in the Rough <laughs> and their whole thing is they like find small town America and like highlight them and so one of the other conspiracy podcasts that we have there we had the name Truth at All Costs which is basically I just made like an allogram for Alex Jones mm-hmm. and so yeah so that's, no, that's a good one um, okay well let's get into it so back to nature uh, you spend time in seclusion, minimizing stress, distractions, and obligations. Uh, this isn't a uh, this isn't a vacation with your family. It's extended time alone, or you know that kind. Of, that this is straight from the book, by the way. So what you're going to do? Uh, this is going to reduce one bond by one as you let other responsibilities lapse. 
you are going to roll a sanity test. The result adds 1d4 sanity or 4 for a critical um, back. Yeah, you gain that much more sanity. A fumble will cost you 1d4 sanity. Perfect. So, did you bring some dice? I did. Let me bust them out. What is your current sanity at? So, my... My max is 70. My current is 44. Okay. My breaking point is 29. Yeah, you got a while then. I got a while, but it's still pretty low. Yeah. Okay. So, he's doing his investigation. Let's see if he can find a talking bird today. That's going to be an 18. Okay. Congratulations. You are going to regain one D4 sanity. So, we're going to bust that D4 out. Roll that. Four Boom. points of sanity back. So you're up to 48 sanity. That's a... He doesn't even freaking believe in these <laughs> these robot birds anymore. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, so what bond are you going to reduce? My wife, baby. So what is your current score with her then? So... Because I don't think you took any bond damage with her yet, right? I did, yeah. That's it's, right. It's really high His because he has a very high charisma. So And it's basically just like his... Um, his like nuclear family. Yeah. Is that? Um, I think that's what it is. So it's um, like his wife and kids and his like one grandkid. They took a minus two. I think I deflected on the last episode I think. of the operation. That sounds um, about right. But the bond went from 15 to 13. So it's still like super, super, super high. Mm-hmm. Um, the, does this go down by one or by four? It goes down by... When I'm reading here, it says reduced by one. Okay. Yeah, this reduces one bond other than the bond for Delta Green by one as you let responsibilities lapse. And I just see him like he's still... Because his bonds are the family, his bird watching buddy, his fantasy football buddies, and his old partner from the DEA. And I think he's just like... At this point, he's given so much to his family for so long that he is incapable right now of doing that. He Everything is with his, quote, investigation and all the stuff that he went through. He just cannot pour any more into his family right now until he heals a little bit. Makes sense. So how do you think this bond damage reflects on their relationship? Is he getting like snippy with her is he like is she asking him to do things and he's completely ignoring it or like blanking it out um like how how do you how do you see this manifesting in that relationship with his wife i think it's more of like um maybe like silent fear she knows that something is wrong he's going off doing these he is calling them walks mm-hmm. right where he's gone for hours and hours and hours at a time and he might come back like disheveled he might come back you know out of breath um just because he's going crazy and looking for birds um so she sees that she sees that he can't sleep and he's now afraid of the dark and drinking like one thing i wanted to lean into was he would um chew all the mm-hmm. time but now i think he's chewing like and like smoking cigarettes he's oh, wow. just like at all times, like consuming nicotine and probably drinking a lot to help him sleep because he just, once nighttime hits, I mean, you either have to stay in a room with no windows with the lights on for 
until sun comes up or sedate yourself until you can sleep. Yeah. So I think she's just getting worried. Okay. Yeah. Now, I guess one thing I, I wanted to ask about the podcast aspect of this or the show is... Is he doing that at home, or is he going somewhere? Like, did he build like a? Does he have like an office that he does it from, or did he build like a shack or like a an outhouse or something like an outbuilding to do this in? Like, is she there when he's doing it, or is he go? Does he have like, I'm going to the office, and then he goes to the office and records there. So he and this was I don't know why I thought about this, but this like layout is directly inspired by my old buddy's house when we were in like high school. Okay. If you like walk up to his front door, that's kind of just like useless. It's just like a door that they don't use, but there's a side door um, around the side of the house that they basically use as their front door. Across from that side door is like a detached garage. Okay. So there's like the house, a breezeway, and then the detached garage with just sort of like parallel doors, house mm-hmm. and then garage door. I think he in his garage has like a gigantic like RGB'd out like streaming PC okay. that he just asked his son to build him who's like 22 and in college Big and he gave his son like a ton of money he was like listen bud like I'll buy you one just set me up yeah. and his son just like went ham it's just like fucking insane so I think he goes out to his garage but he wakes up at like 9am he has his alarm set for 9am every day because he doesn't want to wake up mm. before sun comes up and he's just been fucked up all night so his wife is kind of like over it she'll like run errands throughout the day because she knows that she's gonna wake up he's not gonna wake up he's gonna go straight to the garage and be there for like eight hours yeah yeah and and that makes sense with the bond deterioration just like the ads to it right yeah uh after i think with 2017 2018 what would be the top what would be the top of the line pc thing would that still be a 1080 yeah he just has like a 1080 and it's 1080 it's as it's just buttery smooth it's as fast as possible it's quiet yeah yeah i'm assuming they did the 2080 but i don't remember so i don't it's i got my 3070 that was my i'm I'm done for 10 years yeah i no (laughs) joke still have my uh 770 and it is purring like a kitten i had a 980 ti for a while yeah and that thing lasted me up until I think I got my game, my new PC, like last year. Mm-hmm. I think that was when it was. The year before, I don't remember. It was my birthday present for five years. At the height of the graphics card price. Prices. Yes, it was right when they first came out. Okay, so yeah, I love. I think this fits for Jim Duffy. I mean, he lost what thirty points of sanity throughout this entire mission. Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean. I don't... Do you start at your max? I think... Well, you had taken... I mean, you would unless you'd taken some sort of... Oh, and I did. I took that because um, yeah. he started with the sleep condition. So then he would have still been... What's your power score? So he still... 13, would, so it's 65. Yeah, so, I mean, you lost 20 points of sanity through all this. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would slow... The extremes of what he's going through. Yeah, and pretty much like all that. of it was unnatural. You can't get a nerd to yeah. any of it because it was just all unnatural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I think I think that fits. So I think we see this play out, like on you know, if we're watching this as a TV show, I think there's like a little montage of like 9 a.m. We see Jim Duffy hit the alarm and get out and walk to the garage, and like I think it's over like a time lapse. So every time we see it, we see him. A little bit more disheveled, like mm-hmm. he's getting a little bit more of a beer gut mm-hmm. and a bigger beer gut, and like maybe the first time he goes, he's dressed up 
And then each, each each consecutive time he goes, maybe he's just like in shorts or yeah. like something like that. And then when he gets to the garage, he'll change into his uniform or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see him like getting like a thicker beard, like hair is growing out? Like Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like he's not taking care of himself. It's not like he's absolutely letting himself go, but he's just not taking care of himself like he used to. Yeah. Um, and I think it's to the point, I mean, now up to these two years, I think it's to the point where like he wakes up at about 9 a.m., puts on a pot of coffee gets to the garage puts like a couple fingers worth of some sort of brown liquor in the coffee um doesn't maybe on his like first break he'll take a shower yeah maybe like three hours in so you're talking like noon you know what i mean um yeah and he's he's just like letting himself he's not i don't want to say he's completely letting himself go but he's in a troubled spot for sure yeah do you how, how successful do you think his show is like is he streaming to like like 200 300 people i think in these two years he's up to like on his on like uh uh on every show instance i think it's up to about a thousand people okay but those thousand people are like rabbit and they're donating yeah you know what i mean like you know how it is like oh, yeah. it's like ding 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 yeah. ding 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 I love that you pick the birds aren't real thing because, like, from my understanding, it started out as like a conspiracy theory making fun of conspiracy th- theorists, right. and then conspiracy <laughs> theorists latched onto it. You know, they got a point. Like, yeah, and he's just so he's uh, was in the DEA, so he <laughs> like knows that shit is crazy in the world, and and he, I think it really comes to a head when he one day is just like I sort of see him standing at his like back window or his back door just with like a that cup of coffee in his hand like in a robe and PJs and he just kind of like looks like shit and he just has that like um that uh like the shining stare where he's just like staring into nothing Mm -hmm. and we kind of like cut to his backyard and we see this bird maybe like a crow and um, the crow has its like head cocked and it's it's blinking at Duffy, just like a crow, just like yeah. a normal bird would be looking at anything. And Jim Duffy knows with one hundred percent certainty, without a doubt, that in Morse code the bird is blinking his full legal name, not <laughs> not Jim Duffy, but his full legal name and social security number. And I'm considering it like a failed. Um, a sanity check yeah. where he's just like I, I mean he's he's not necessarily terrified because he knows right he knows that they yeah, there's know there's shit out there that yeah he knows that they know but now he knows that they know that he knows that they're watching you know that they're paying interest to him exactly yeah. so no I love it um alright well this is I love that direction with Duffy. I think that that fits really well and it ties into to season how the next mission, I don't want to say season two, but the next mission will yeah. play out. Um, so before we get into kind of, I wanted to kind of do this twofold with every episode is do a home scene with them and then cut to the whatever brought them into Delta Green. So we'll do like a little flashback of something that happened that brought them into the Delta Green purview, I guess would be the way to go. Or their, like, first mission with Delta Green and all that kind of thing. Um, I think it is one of these mornings 
Jim Duffy is sitting there, um, and maybe he's on a maybe one of the breaks of one of his shows, and he gets a text from a number that he doesn't know, and it just said, "Watching your broadcast, we need to talk," and you see an image on your phone, and it is a wall. It looks like a a brick wall down an alleyway. And it is a... It looks like somebody spray-painted the outline of a human being and just colored it in all black. So, like, uh, almost like a shadow person on a wall. And then underneath it, someone spray-painted Duffy. Damn. And you just have the the text that says, call me. Does it look cool? Or does it look shitty? It looks pretty shitty. No. It looks like sloppy thing. I'll call him. Okay. You call the number, uh, and you hear the familiar voice of Director West on the other end, and she's just like, Director West, I, West, what can I do for you? Uh, I was just told to call this number. Jim? West? It's like, good talking to you, it's been a couple years. Yeah, how you doing, Director? That's a pointed question. Yeah, and she's just like, uh, pause a little bit. She's like, things have changed a little bit on my end. Um, I don't know if director will be fitting anymore, but I need you to, you saw the photo I sent you, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we need to talk. I need, we need to get together. I, I'm waiting to hear back from the others as well, but we need to meet up. I, that photo is from Ellensburg. When do you? When do I need to be there? Uh, and she's just like, let me let me make sure I get the rest of them on board first, and I'll let you know. I'll suit you, suit you a text with all the information, but start getting something ready. I think you're gonna have to go back there, and I'll, I'll let you know more once I know more. But the details are a little sketchy right now. But and don't say anything to anybody if. If if we contact you and it's not me, don't listen to them. Are we clear? No. It's like, good. Uh, and then she hangs up. <laughs> Shit! Dude, Director Wes is a badass. And she's always <laughs> going to be my director. There you go. Uh, and so I think now let's focus on what brought Jim Duffy into Delta mm-hmm. Green. Mm-hmm. So it's 2010, and we are in McAllen, Texas, a DEA building. Um, and we see um, it's some sort of a conference room. Quite a few people in there. And there is some sort of uh, gym, you know, like a sergeant or somebody addressing this group, kind of going over the plan. And Jim Duffy is within this group, correct? He's not. He's not leading the group. He is just one of the members. Of it. Right. Yeah. He's just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so this sergeant of types, he's got kind of a, a large mustache. He's a heavier set guy, and he's kind of just telling them, going over the mission with them. He's got a 
there is a kind of slideshow going on behind him, and he's clicking a button, and we're popping things up. And you see a photo come up of a DEA agent named Sergio Escalante, um, a.k.a. Chico. Checo. Checo. Yeah. Uh, He goes on to tell you all that he's been missing for the better part of about six months now. Uh, January 14th, to be exact, was the last time they had any contact with him. Um, And the DEA believes that he's been abducted in Reynosa, where he was working an investigation, kind of just looking at the drug flows coming into the city. And so, kind of going through everything there, um, they... They think they had. They think they know the party involved. They they kind of click to a another slide, and uh, um, you see the words "the Church of Universal Thought" appear above it. Um, and they go on to say that they thought it was, at first it was kind of like a a front for illegal exotic animal trading, um, but the more they looked into it, they found ties to the cartel. So they think this is. They think these are the people. Uh, and so they, the DEA has determined that the cartel has been manufacturing and moving a hallucinogenic drug that is uh, basically that they use to like, um, for their practice and services. So like they're handing out this hallucinogen to everybody who's a yeah. part of this church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they want you guys to go into this compound they want you to find Checo, bring him out. And that's mm-hmm. what you guys are assigned with. Um, and so I think we see, we kind of smash cut to everybody getting geared up. We see a younger Jim Duffy, you know, setting in his, putting in a, you know, checking to make sure his, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you put a magazine is full, mm-hmm. shove it yeah. into like an M14 or M16. I don't know what standard issue DEA yeah. assault rifle is at the time, yep. nor do I really give a shit. Yeah. Uh, but someone will, and you can tell us what it is, and I'll say thank you for mm-hmm. the information. Mm-hmm. I will keep it in my brain. Yep. Um, but we see, yeah, putting on body armor. They're maybe probably putting on masks, ski masks, baklas, or whatever to hide their identity because yeah. Yeah. it's a cartel. Yeah. If they find out who you are, they will dig more into you. Um. And so I think we smash cut to a caravan of 15 to 20 unmarked black vehicles that are speeding down this dirt road. Uh, you see the kind of like the plumes of dusk rising up in their wake. Um, Jake has so graciously wanted LaGrange from yeah. ZZ Top to be playing in the background, which yep. is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see LaGrange kind of kick in, and that's where we see Agent Duffy and three other agents in this car. And they're kind of, again... Now that they're out here, they're checking their stuff. You know, we, we probably have the thing where they he looks at his M14, pulls back to make sure there's a bullet in the chamber and closes it. Um, and we see them riding out. You know, we're kind of, we see them on their way down there. We cut, I think we maybe hear an explosion, and then we cut to the agents pinned down by gunfire outside of their cars. Uh there's been some sort of, you see one of them look at Duffy. He's like, it's an ambush. We've been ambushed. Um, and just like gunfire all around. We see Duffy kind of popping up every once in a while, taking shots. Of course, he's the only one killing people because that's how these, you know, if this is the movie scene, he's the only one with the hundred yeah. percent accuracy. Right. Everybody yeah. else is just getting torn apart. Yeah. Maybe they'll just kill a couple guys. Uh, yeah. And so we see, he looks at a gentleman next to him. It's just like Wiggins. 
we gotta press the line, let's go! And we see them kind of make their way to kind of an, an off-building at the edge of the compound. Um, and they get there, and they... I mean, we see them kind of running through the dirt, like the desert. We see some shots being fired at them, but they're just keeping their heads down. They get to the corner of the building. We see them slump up against it. uh, And we see that Wiggins is kind of like holding his side, looking down, and we see blood trickling out of his side. Looks like he took one in the ribcage. And Jim, he's kind of looking at Jim, just like, you know, blood burbling out of his mouth. He's just like, find him. Find him for me. And he just dies right there. We see Jim... Resolute, staring at him, kind of steals himself up, and kind of, I guess, stealthily makes his way through this compound a little bit further. I think he's kind of got to the edge now, so he's making, you know, either going through buildings or kind of opening, creeping his way through, and we find him on the north side of the compound in another outbuilding. It just looks like it's a barn. We see Jim kind of grab one of the edges slowly slide the door aside and once he gets inside there's light coming in but there's no lights inside here um and from what he can see from the light coming in it looks like there are rows about two rows of cells with big iron bars as if it's some sort of a makeshift prison in here um we see him slowly start to walk his way in gun up he's got his M14 up as he's coming through here and he hears some sort of a noise in one of the cells. I mean, there would be, what, four cells now? I guess we don't really know. How many cells were you thinking here? We see two rows of cells, so maybe eight total? Yeah, exactly. It's a big yeah. bar now. Uh, so he slowly starts to make his way kind of to the first set of cells. He's checking them. Nothing. Second set. Checks them. Nothing. Third set. Nothing. He gets to the end. And in one of the back, I'm assuming, I'm thinking left cell, when he gets there, he sees, he doesn't know if he'd call it a man. Uh, At one point, it probably was. But lying there on its belly in this nasty, soiled, you know, straw mat, basically the whole floor is covered in uh, straw and and whatnot here. So his legs look like he was zipped up from the crotch to the toes. And his arms are stuck down at his sides as if he wanted to move. Um, but the poor bastard just slithered around. Like a half-man, half-reptile, like lizard-snake kind of person is what I'm imagining this at this point. Um, it looked to Jim like he didn't have any muscle left on his body to do anything. His hair was falling out. Uh at points, it looked like his skin had, was starting to become scaly. Uh, and at points, it even peeled off. Like, you could see there, maybe underneath, there was patches of human skin, but the rest, like, on his arm, like, you know, there was a lot of scales, but there were still chunks of human skin attached to it. Where they had fully schluffed off, or whatever would be the, the proper term there. Uh, and the thing's basically crawling around on its forearms, like doing like an army crawl. And it's slowly making its way towards the bars. And I think Jim looks down at it and the face of this man is still there. And I think we do a smash cut to the, I think maybe it's even one of those things where it's like doing the dual image of it over it. Cause we see the screen 
from the mission and we see Checo and then it's overlapped with whatever this face is now of this snake monstrosity. What does Jim Duffy do when he stares at this? I don't... I don't know if he um, believes what he's seeing. (laughs) Especially because his adrenaline is so high and he just saw his buddy die. (laughs) Um, I don't... I don't think he believes it and I don't think he's there anymore I think he is sort of like in the house when he would see something he would kind of compartmentalize it and just be like alright I'm going to move on Mm -hmm. I think in his mind he's like well I know that that's Checo but I also know that it's not Checo and I can probably just move on but I do need to put this thing out of its misery. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I'm just checked out. Like I'm just, I realize, I realize that I have to put this thing out of its misery, mm-hmm. but it's like, um, like a 14 year old who's hunting with his dad and his dad's like, you gotta, this is where you become a man. <laughs> this is where you become a man. Like you gotta do it. And he just turns his brain off. And he does it. Okay. I think we cut to the outside of this building and we just hear that just like. Yeah. And then yeah, if there were some sort of, I mean, I would say there's probably not birds around because there's a shit ton of gunfire going around, but yeah. uh, we hear just that shot. And then I think we see, we see Duffy just walk out, close the door. Do you think he burns it or anything or he just walks? I think he just walks and then goes at this point. I think he's just going to take his the body of his friend if things have cooled down a little bit I think as he kind of comes out I think yeah we'll say that the whatever firefight has happened here enough sides have killed each other where it's died down I think without hearing any more gunfire he's just gonna be concerned about he's thinking like somebody else can find Checo Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get Wiggins and get him back to his family okay so I think that's probably our lasting shot is we see Jim Duffy walk over to Wiggins, kind of throw him on his shoulder, maybe like mil- you know military press, and he just starts walking, maybe walking back the way he came, walking out into the deck. Jim Duffy doesn't know. Jim Duffy's in, like you said, he's kind of in the state right now. Very similar to him walking back from the lake. Yes, very yeah. much. Um, and so I think we kind of fade on that, and we see Jim Duffy walking off. And then major, I think maybe it fades to black and we hear some voices just like, we found him, we found him, we need to get him to the hospital right now, kind of thing. Uh, and then we will fade back up with like Jim waking up in a hospital, kind of staring around at this all white, kind of sterile environment. Um, and I think we see there are two folks in that room with him, maybe one. Um, two makes sense to me. And, you know, they're in suits, kind of nicely dressed, uh, and they're kind of looking at you as you come to, and they're just like, uh, I mean, they, they, I think they would use your real name. I don't think, mm. you're not Jim Duffy yet. Right. So yeah. they address you by your real name. Right. Um, and they're just like, you want to you wanna talk to us about what you saw out there? 
have they identified themselves? No. Or, no, oh, I they just, just see you wake, you wake up and they're kind of looking at you wake up and they're just like, hey, champ, hey, welcome back. You uh, you want to talk about what, what you saw out there? Um, Just so I know how to roleplay it, how long has he been out? Is it like a long time or a little? Um, I would say probably like a day or two. So I think he's pretty groggy. I yeah. think he would probably assume that they are, it's just like a debrief. Mm-hmm. And I think he would start talking Okay. for about, I think he would start talking up until, I think he would explain the story as it happened up until Wiggins got shot and okay. went down and then sort of realize that this is not like a debrief that he's ever done before. Right. Got yeah. It. He's maybe still hopped up on the drugs. Right. And maybe that's what they're hoping. They were kind of trying to like capitalize on you being still on morphine or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then they were hoping. Um, and so once you stop there, they kind of look at each other and like, okay, well, we appreciate your info. When you're ready to tell us everything else, uh, and they slide you a card, and on that card you just see a green triangle on it. Uh, and there's just a phone. There's no name. There's no nothing. There's just a phone number. And they're like, you probably want to give us a call when you're able to. Um, I mean, there's really two ways this goes from here. One of them's not going to be good for you, and one of them will be, and we'd like to go the good route with you. And they just get up and walk out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we'll fade out from there, uh, and we'll pick it up with whoever's going to be next. So thank you, Jake. That's dope. You got your sanity back? Yeah. You got a little bit of background on Jim Duffy? Yeah. And you're going back to Ellensburg, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Good one. <laughs>